From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 447 for the week of May 24th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jamalata Willie, and uh, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. I almost forgot one of you. Coming up on <laughs> Tuesday, Michael talks about the Disney family of wineries. And we recap what's new, what's good, what we liked, what we didn't like, all about the Diamond Celebration. Right now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, Tired hey Crew. Hello. Hi. Am I like hey. the only one hey that's there. tired? Hi there. I'm not that tired. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Tony's not that tired either. I literally, I tried to ignore <laughs> y'all on Friday. Oh, uh, that's sad. Oh, I didn't. I watched right, everybody on Twitter and was like... I'm comfy. <laughs> oh, but you know what? We had fun. Uh, we'll we talk. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, uh, I let's had talk fun about by a, myself in my bed. La, 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 we la, don't want to know, Tony. We don't want to know. Let's talk about some housekeeping. <laughs> I want to start with some good news. Coasting for kids. I am. I am so proud of Dizzers right now. We have 65 Dizzers participating across the country wow. for this event. Wow, that is so cool. We we have not including the gracious matching donation from Dreams Unlimited Travel. We've exceeded last year by two thousand dollars. Wow, already that's fantastic. Um, and so including the matching donation, we are at over eleven thousand dollars. What? Oh my gosh! So, so That's I mean, major. it's just it's just amazing, and there's still I mean a couple weeks to go before the event. Um, if you want to participate, join us. This is uh, June seventh at um, all Cedar Fair parks across the country. Uh, Valley Fair is the next week, um, so that one's on June fourteenth. Deadline to sign up is June first at noon. I'm assuming Eastern time, so you have a week or so to sign up. But sign up now, then hit up all your Facebook friends. Uh, this is a great event. Cedar Fair treats you, treats you really, really well. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to head down the night before, uh, Mary Jo and I were talking about if, if the Cedar, if the, sorry, the Knott's Berry Farm crew is listening, maybe meeting up for lunch or dinner the day before, do some carb loading. Sounds good. Yeah. Maybe. Plus, or, or, plus it's good for bonding too. I mean, it gives yeah, exactly. us a chance. I really enjoy yeah. Um, usually we go afterwards and we're all beat. Right, exactly. And then you have exactly. to drive back to Fresno, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. You can stay over. With my family, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just crash. You can. Um, I know we can. I like so, that bonding over carbs. Bonding yes. over carbs, yes. So, mm. oh, we were talking, actually, we were talking about doing fire and ice, maybe. Nice. Or, or, or. Or bar or the barbecue, but then the barbecue if the people don't have admission. So. I think fire and ice is good. Or fire and ice is good. Yeah, we'll, yeah. maybe we'll, maybe we'll lean toward that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it'll um, be in a weekend because I think it's crazy in the weekend. That's that's probably true. That'll be good for us to know. All, right. All right, and somebody in this chat room. Ah, let me mention the chat room. If you want to join us live every Sunday at eight p.m. 
head over to Mixler.com, and we'll have links in the show notes page and all over Facebook to that, and you can listen live and chat with other Dizzers who are listening live. Uh, somebody in the chat room mentioned the 7 and 7 Plus that is going on now all over the Diz. Uh, Michael and I headed out to Orlando a couple weeks ago and recorded a set of 13 shows with the Orlando team, various members of them. And those started going up uh, on Friday when the Diamond Celebration began. And we there are video podcasts or the audio version of the podcast. There are uh, overview videos of various hotels and theme parks. And um, there are also photo galleries, uh, different articles going up. Just lots and lots and lots of content about the Disneyland area and the Southern California area because there's there's just so much to do. So definitely go on the Diz and check that out. We'll have links in the show notes page. We'll have links on our on our Facebook page as well as as things go up. Um, it's just a, a lot of content there, and it's it's great stuff. So definitely check it out, especially if you're if you're looking at a trip to. The Disneyland Resort. Okay, I've talked enough. Let somebody else take a turn. Any housekeeping? I have something. Go ahead, Michael. So, well, how many of you like Ghirardelli Ice Cream Parlor? Ice California Adventure. Free, I free samples. And, yes. How many of you like peanut butter? <laughs> well, you know, you're not getting into Ghirardelli anymore. But it's for a good reason. Um, Ghirardelli... Um, recently discontinued using peanut butter as an ingredient in any of their ice cream sundaes and chocolates or as a choice for ice cream toppings. Um, back in 2013, Ghirardelli facilities started to take steps toward going peanut-free in order to become more allergy-friendly for guests with allergy concerns, but it didn't affect their in-house sundaes like the very popular Gold Rush Sunday, And if you've had it, you know it has vanilla ice cream, hot fudge, melted peanut butter, and whipped cream. However, they've now removed this item from their menus in both Disneyland and Disney World. So, um, so guests who have allergies, um, though, should be aware that at this time there are still products um, at Ghirardelli that are still made with tree nuts, but that the Ghirardelli cast members can assist you. Um, with making a, a healthy selection. So, and this is all just part of the change that, um, you know, we've talked about on the show that uh, the Disney's rolling out an attempt to make dining away from home less stressful for those with food allergies and intolerances. And even though, you know, you might miss the gold rush, there are still plenty of delicious ice cream treats not only at Ghirardelli Square, but uh, or Ghirardelli Ice Cream Parlor, but also, of course, at Clarabelle's on Buena Vista Street and over at Gibson Girl on Main Street at Disneyland. Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> okay, so I was at Ghirardelli on uh, Saturday, and I was going to take a picture of the, the new menu so I could have put it up on the disc. Um, so I, I asked, may I, may I please see the new me- the, the menu? And she handed it to me. I go, is this the one without the peanut butter? She said, yes, but you can still get it. What? Oh, wow. Which really worries that, me that, for... That makes no sense, because if they can't have any peanut butter or peanuts around... I'm just, I'm just telling you what the cast member said, that she said, you can still get it. 
Maybe they have a secret vault that they go into. Yeah, maybe. No I don't know. At all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but for yeah, see, somebody else got one four days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who have serious peanut allergies, it kind of worries me. Yeah, I agree. But again, you, you you did say that they still have peanut related products. So I mean, yeah, they, they have I mean, tree nut related products. Most, yeah. most chocolate bars have have that warning on them already. So. Um, I mean, it's not a totally safe environment anyway, I wouldn't think. Very yeah. interesting. It is interesting. Um, let's see. What else should we talk about? Let's talk about... I have a couple of housekeeping. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead, um, one quick one that I found out when I was there on uh, Thursday when I lost my reading glasses. You used to be able to get reading glasses at, at several of the stores. And I now find, found out that they have no reading glasses anywhere at Disneyland that I could find because I walked all over Disneyland, California Adventure, downtown Disney, um, and the hotels. Couldn't So they don't have them anymore. So that was disappointing. The other thing, is, I think this is going to be really interesting for a lot of people, is we had mentioned before about the sweepstakes that Disneyland would be having, and we now have more information about them because we've actually participated and so the sweepstakes, what they are, are daily sweepstakes um, and weekly and monthly sweepstakes. And the way you enter is, if you're at the Disneyland Resort for the daily drawing, there's three spots outside the paid entrance to the parks. Um, one is at the main entrance to the um, outside Back. bag check tents. Right. One is right next to um, where you enter California Adventure from the Grand California Hotel. And the other one is at the Disneyland Monorail Station entrance. And you'll see the word of the day there. And you can text the word of the day between 7 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. Pacific. If you don't have a smartphone, they are going to have iPads, iPads available. (laughs) Yes, that's what they're called. they, at the guest relations window outside the main entrance. So I guess they'll have a cast member over there and you can ask them to submit it. And there's a form that you enter. You can win if you win, if you get, let me see where it says it. I had it. Anyway, uh, the, Well, you'll just have to see the link yeah, that we're to. going to include. Uh, as, don't have uh, time to go uh, through all the. As somebody in the chat room said, Disney vague diamond days. Yeah. Well, it's VIP guest experience, individualized tours of the parks. You do have to be present to win. You have one mm-hmm. hour to redeem. Once you tech, once they notify you at 11 a.m., you have until noon uh, to go check in, and then you can win those daily prizes. The weekly prizes, you do not have to be there at Disneyland to win. Those will go from Friday to Friday, starting at 7 a.m. and ending at 7 a.m. again, or 6.59 a.m. And you can win a two-carat blue Disney diamond with a hidden Mickey in it. And that sounds really cool, right? And you also get a vacation package at the Disneyland Resort. So they'll pick a person a week to win that. And then um, we have, again, the link that we'll have in the show notes. And on the Disboards, we have a thread dedicated to uh, strategies, etc., and the words of the day and how to get them. <laughs> nice. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. So I've done it twice already. So yeah, I, I did it. I did it on Saturday, I think. But I, I, I got to actually see the the 
crystal Cinderella slipper up in the up in the um, dream suite. And as soon as I walked in the room, they were like, "Don't touch the slipper." Like, I'm not going to touch the slipper. Oh, you were going to try it on. <laughs> no, well, no, no, because as the the, the, the the media type that came out two before me was like telling us all, "Don't touch the slipper." I made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Now, is it different from the one that's for sale in the Disneyana shop on Main Street? I don't. I I'm not sure. I've seen that. And one. that's like a crazy amount of. Oh, money. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. A few thousand. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's like yeah. twenty eight thousand or twenty three thousand yeah. yeah. or something like that. Just a few thousand. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. But I think it's awesome that that they're doing this for everybody. It's you know everybody looks for this is so different from other things that they've done in the in before. And it's high tech, you know. So yeah, no. it was. It, it just kind of took them a, a bit to get going as to what the heck it really was. So. Yeah. Um, awesome. So you mentioned the the Disney Anna shop, Disney Gallery next door opened a new exhibit, kind of mm-hmm. quietly. Um, I don't remember the title. Drawing Disneyland. Something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. I don't remember it. It's a great exhibit. It, you took a look at it. I, I walked through, but I didn't have time to stop and look at everything. Oh, but I it's, did. A, it's it, a lot of concept art, right? It is. From five of the top Imagineers who designed, did the concept art okay, for cool. Disneyland. And, um, and it's amazing. I mean, it's gorgeous to see their renderings. First of all, I think they did it by hand. Right. You know, much of it, you know, inspired by Walt. And uh, um, and it's of every realm of Disneyland. Oh There's God. concept art, not only just of the lands and the entrance gates, but down to the attractions and what they would look like. And what's remarkable is is that how on point they were with some of this. That you know the the attractions look remarkably like what ended up getting built. And then there's a few things that you know. It was it was a blue sky kind of concept, mm-hmm. and they went in another direction. And it, it's still fascinating, though, because you you sort of see the process that they went through from concept, and then we and then we've all experienced the finished product. So you sort of get that feel for the process from concept to design to construction, you know, by seeing the art and then experiencing the attraction. It's it's well worth seeing, and a lot of this I'd never seen before. So it was, and and I love concept art. Right. So it's really cool to um, see these works. And then they have a couple pieces, a couple of artifacts. One is like the, like a little ticket ticket box or something from the trolley or. Right. Oh, you know, I don't recall what it okay. was. Okay. Yeah. And and the it. and the mirror from the gold uh, golden horseshoe review. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was one other piece that you'll have to go and see. Um, <laughs> Let's see. What else? Uh, this is a quick one during our seven and sevens that are coming up. And I think this one's coming up on uh, Tuesday or something like that. We talk about the Sheridan Park Hotel. Um, there's a little pre housekeeping for you. The Outland State, what's it called? The Outland Stage Barbecue yeah, or something like that. That's what it used to be. Has, clo- has closed. It's no longer open. And Molly's Kitchen is now called the Park 55 Cafe. So upscale. So, I'm not sure if there's any changes to the menu or changes to the decor or anything like that. We will have to check it out. But we, I noticed we noticed that as we were driving by the the other day, and just wanted to mention that. And I am out of 
housekeeping. Anybody else have anything? Because I've talked well, a lot. Well, y'all were doing y'all's thing. I yeah. Went, I went to go see Tomorrowland at the El Capitan Theater. Oh, and nice. Cool. I'm not going to give any kind of spoilers or anything, but I don't know what kind of movie I was truly expecting when I went in. I don't know if I was expecting Ocean's Eleven in the future or a standard kind of George Clooney movie only with, you know, a teenage girl in it. I was amazingly surprised at what I saw. And I haven't read any any reviews, any spoilers. I went in cold. And I, I recommend doing that if you're a Disney fan. You know, if you've read something ahead of time, that's okay. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I really enjoyed it going in cold without really knowing anything but the spoiler trailers. So let's talk about but the, 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 the experience there. Yeah. You know, what was really interesting was the guy who does the pre, the magician who does the pre-show is the son of a magician who had his own, um, world of magic, uh, booth, display, whatever, pavilion at the 1964 World's Fair. Hmm. His father, Mark Wilson, okay. was uh, a famed, a famed magician in the 60s. And so he was just right down the way from all of Walt Disney's attractions. So what was I thought was really, really cool was they found a way using old Disney footage and some other really fun things that Disney fans will be big on to incorporate all of that into his little magic act, which wasn't a huge magic show. It was just, you know, a little quick something, because those shows, pre-shows are always a little quick something. Um, but I thought that they tied it in with the movie well. And it blended. Does that make sense? Sure. Coming from a Disney fan perspective, and not to give out any spoilers on how they did it, they used some voices, they used some... Some definitely some interesting things and facts to tie everything all in. So I thought it was really great. Now, another not cynical, not Disney fan mom that I heard also speaking to the general manager after I told him I thought everything was really awesome was like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't great. So... Disney fans will love going to see Tomorrowland at the El Cap. Do you know how long it plays there? It plays until June 17th oh, when, nice. okay. um, when Pixar's new movie Inside premieres. Out? Wow. Inside Out then does its premiere thing. And I have a little brochure about that somewhere, but I didn't get it upstairs here in time. No worries. For the show start. But that can be a, you know, something a to look forward to. A housekeeping always, for always, later on. Always leave them wanting more. All right. Exactly. And, 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 if, if any of. Oh, sorry. Good, Michael. Build on it. If any of you watched The Magic Land of Ella Kazam on television, that was Mark Wilson. Okay. He, well, that's cool. He, in, he initiated the um, the magic on TV shows. He started it. And then if you do go also, don't forget to go downstairs into the basement where they have costumes and props and some um, and some videos which I'm sure are going to be on the DVD as extras, where there's chats with uh, Brad Bird and, and um, oh, 
you know, all the folks who put this all together. Right. Damon, <laughs> Damon, Damon Lindelof. Yeah, and Damon Lindelof. It's mostly Damon Lindelof and Brad Bird chatting about their concepts. Um, like how they got the concepts for the monorail, which you see in the previews. And they're, they're very photogenic. Um, they're chatty. They're kind of like Kitsis and Horowitz in that <laughs> yeah, way. They, uh, <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody in that ch- chat room was asking about interventions, which we haven't heard anything yet about. Yep. But I did see some pictures that they do have some new meat areas up for the marvel characters did anybody yeah, see they're, those they're outside okay yeah. where are they at michael you saw them um over where the little hat stand is okay you know they're, they're just outside in the front they painted some backdrops and thor and captain america are just standing out there and on facing facing the hat stand yeah facing interventions they're like directly across from interventions oh, okay so on there on that side okay so okay. yeah, yeah interesting Cool. Yeah, where I think what, what was that little stand that was was it for Finding Nemo? That was the souvenir stand or whatever. That little kiosk in there. Oh, is the is the hat stand gone? Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention oh, okay. to. Okay, never mind. All right. Any other housekeeping? Oh, one quick addition. Oh, to the left of the hat stand. Thank you, Dina. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Nancy. One quick one quick addition to mine is when you go into the Ghirardelli shop. Leave them wanting more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. When you go into the Ghirardelli shop after the movie, um, <laughs> copies of Before Tomorrowland are available in hardcover, as well as pop figures from the movie and little um, collectible mini action figs. Okay. And there are no female character pop figures. I was horrified by that. Okay. So, just saying. We will mark that down. Um, Disney, get your act together. <laughs> strong you make a movie with strong female characters in it make some merchandise with strong female characters right, in it there you go all right any other housekeeping good yeah okay so um <laughs> since with all the traveling i still had did not get up a a poll this week so we will head over to tony with to start with the news okay this one's interest this it one's interesting. interesting you gotta listen carefully so recently we had an interview, we, like we did it, but let's pretend we did, yeah. uh, ch- with Chief Operating Officer Tom Staggs. And one of the things he said was that Disney's considering plans to introduce characters from the blockbuster Star Wars films into the park in, quotes, in large and small ways. I guess that means like the Jawas and Jabba, because large and small. Yes. Anyways, uh, he, he declined to offer details, and he does not plan to remove, to remove any favorite features to make room for new Star Wars attractions again. Plan that that part. That part's interesting. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah plan. Yeah. Plan. Okay. Yeah. Plan always makes it. Well, we didn't plan on it, but yeah, I know because all the rumors we heard were different. But the wrecking ball missed and hit <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we just took out the wrong. We took out the wrong yeah. tree. We will look at Star Wars to be a plus while not taking away from things that people love. He said, you know, all the Star Wars information. But the more amazing story for us, I think he listens to the podcast, obviously. We all talk mm-hmm. about it. The future. I called it. Really, you did? Okay, I did. I called I it think... like a long, okay, long, okay. long time. Let him, ago. Let him finish. Okay. Let him finish. Uh, I think we need. You know, this is all on audio recording, so we can make yes, sure so. whether you actually did call it or not. I'm just saying. But the future of Disneyland will apparently not include magic bands. A wristband that Yay, uses microchip technology voice. to let guests use the bands in place of theme parks. Wow, you know, as I'm reading the article from the other time, it said, as, as predicted by Nancy Johnson from the Diz Unplugged 
Disneyland Edition <laughs> podcast. Nice. No, uh, the wristbands debuted at Walt Disney World in Orlando 2013. Disneyland does not plan to offer the wristbands at the park anytime soon, said Mary Niven, vice president for Disneyland Park. She said the wristband won't work with Disneyland's guest demographics. Many visitors are local residents who do not stay for long periods at the nearby hotels where the bands would be used heavily. We are constantly looking at what is next on the horizon, she added. And to add to that, I again have another for my one day at Disney World over my conference. I got another another one. You got another magic I just can't stop. Yeah, just like, and I think I think of Michael every time. Tony. No, but I was like, because Michael is always talking about it. And I think, like, I really think we need to start keeping track because, oh, here comes the great ones. So that's a huge story. Discuss, people. No. Okay, so I I think the confusion comes because and I and I some there was a discussion on this on on the the Disboard's Facebook the the Facebook group fan group mm-hmm. the the confusion comes when because Magic Bands and FastPass Plus have kind of become synonymous. Right. So, which part of it for you guys? Which part of it are you not wanting to see, Nancy? Fast Pass Plus. Okay, so you're because okay. Can, you're okay with using it for admission because you can easily tie your um, like my pass is tied to. So my you're magic okay. Band you're okay Florida. with yeah. you're okay with wearing a magic band and having your annual pass on the magic band. You just don't like Fast Pass Plus. I. I don't think that kind of Fast Pass Plus is going to work. Okay. You know, uh, where people are booking up things in advance. I don't uh, think it's going to fly here. Okay, Michael. I agree with Nancy. Okay. I don't want to see Fast Pass Plus coming. I'm not a big fan of the Magic Bands either, but definitely not Fast Pass Plus. Mary Jo. Um, I have no experience of, of okay. Walt okay. Disney World, but I agree with that my hesitation or my absolute denial wanting it is the mm-hmm. same thing. I don't want to have to plan my fast right, passes right, right. ahead of time. Okay, back to you, Tony. <laughs> I agree with everybody else. Fast Pass Plus mostly, and then any kind that's of... A, it, so it's Fast Pass Plus that's the problem. Yeah, I don't mind charging right. with it. Or the, the fear. The, the issue is, again, like when you get a pass and then you stay at a hotel and then they give you another one, as a lot of the people are pass holders, if we could just have mm-hmm. one band that they know to always go connect to that one band, whether... Like Michael, oh, now I'm in DVC. I'm doing DVC. I don't need a new band at, at the Grand Californian, and then I'm going to come back a month later. Just pretend stay at a good neighbor hotel. I don't need a new band. I still have the band. That's my that's my thing. One thing I did want to share is uh, this is a non Disney magazine, so I know Disney fans. It's it's not probably skewed. didn't read it. Probably oh well, yeah, and skewed and skewed. There's a magazine called Fast Company. I think it's about tech and change and whatever. But they have an right. article from April 15th that I just found. But if you, it's called The Messy Business of Reinventing Happiness. And it really goes from a non-Disney perspective through the whole – it's a huge, super long – I couldn't finish. Um, super long article about uh, the IT guys versus the Imagineers and what the original intent was and the price of how much it cost to get the bands to show up. And it's, it's actually a really interesting read, especially because it's not from a – we love Disney. We hate Disney perspective. So I just thought I'd share that with right. everybody. Right. But um, Fast Company. I, I just Googled Fast Company, Magic Bands, and I found the article. Um, but I'm glad that they listened to Nancy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, you know, here's my thing. 
I, I'm not necessarily against, I mean, yes, you could go with the whole data collection and, you know, all that kind of t data collection tech software and stuff like that. What, to me, what it says is our demographic, we're not pre-planners. We are, we are all locals who are just out for the day. Now, the way magic bands work for cast members is the, you know, they can't, they couldn't originally make the advanced reservations. So for cast members, you know, their, their employee pass is linked into the magic band. And then when they go in, they're, um, they're basically kind of on their own and, Originally, they had to treat it like our normal FastPass system here, where they couldn't pre-plan, but they could get their three original FastPasses the minute they hit the park. So what benefit does that give you? It, it, especially if that's how locals are going to be treating it. The benefit in the Magic Band is that you've got that, that Disney property hotel, which there are only three of here. Mm -hmm, Most right. of your people stay off-site. So you're not any kind of charging privileges you have with it. Now, have they successfully, Tony, have they successfully mm -hmm. tied it in with Apple Pay? Do you remember reading anything I, about that? Again, I start. it was a lot of reading. There was a rumor the, that... I don't have the stamina to finish the article, so <laughs> I, I don't know. There was a rumor what? they were going to kind of tie it in with Apple Pay because I the two that systems too, but what's were the very point? similar. But what's the point between your arm and your... Isn't it easier to put your arm on something than take your phone out? Right, exactly. And with the way it works is the only time you can charge ahead is if you have your credit card on file with your Disney-owned hotel, which your Magic yeah. Band is your key for. So if you could link your credit card to that Magic Band, that would... I thought you could. That you would can. be... That's how you it works. Can. You can. It doesn't have to go through your hotel. Now, see, you this guy. Attach it now, to. where are they? I think they see, should be. See, but see, I tried, to, I tried to do that when I was staying under someone else's reservation. No, not not through your hotel, through your account on your yeah. My Disney Experience account. Okay, so you can actually now, do see, that now. Because I tried yeah, doing where, that in December. Yeah, you, and could I always, you could always do that. Where I think it could actually work. Huh? Where I no, I, didn't do, I couldn't do that last year. Okay, June. okay, okay. All right, let's not get okay, into anyway, a big discussion. We're, but we're, still, I, my point was, is they don't like that. Or they didn't like that at the time when I used it last. What, one we're, thing that I think annual pass holders would be all over is the part that they still haven't successfully rolled out yet, which is the personalization of attractions and, the article and goes into that. For with the Magic Band. And we haven't seen any of that yet. Yeah. At, at Disney World. Okay, so. I'm going to say something else that I would go, I would like as a pass holder, which sounds crazy. But if uh -huh. if they could just give me again, Michael, we know this is going to happen, but let's pretend one Magic Band for my one premium pass. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would. And be nice. I could put my credit card on that one Magic Band. Then, hey, whenever I go to Disneyland, I got my because I'm going to go twenty times or thirty times. Just boom, I don't even have to worry about it. I would like that if they could. I don't see why they can't put. I know the credit card's always based on your hotel stay over in Orlando. I don't see why they couldn't, like iTunes. Why wouldn't they want you to just have a credit card on file with them, and then it would be right. go crazy. 
Right. And that would be, that would be easier from a guest perspective if they could, if they would do that. You know, I mean, I would, I would think that would be great if I didn't have to like get out my discount card every time so they could see my number, you know, and all that stuff when I make a transaction. I mean, we all hate having to throw our ID, throw our ID down and all that stuff every time we want to get a discount. Because they want to make sure you match. I mean, you might have to have the ID with the Magic Band still, but theoretically, shouldn't your photo be able to pop up? You know, once you tap that Magic Band, theoretically, your photo should be able to pop up, indicating you're who you are. That, that would be too technologically advanced. Well, and I'm it? sure, you know, I'm sure that that's in the pipe dream, not in the budget, but it's in the pipe dream. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, one thing that it did that was really almost scary. Yeah, because bi- billions of dollars wasn't enough to... Right. Because yeah. the first time I rode the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train over at the Magic Kingdom, and, you know, we'd also taken some photos with the photo pass and all that. When I, when we looked at photo pass after we got back home there was a video yes. on there of me riding yes. the seven dwarfs yeah. mine train yeah. and i didn't like go up mm-hmm. and you know register my little yeah. magic band or anything it was just magically there and i thought now that's just creepy <laughs> <laughs> it's because you were detected <laughs> Yes, and that that's unnerving, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is that point for people who are, you know, not fond of Big Brother technologies. This is the mother of Big Brother technologies. And, and that could be another reason why that demographic may not actually go over here. I mean, they're like, yeah. I've, I've always said I'm not completely against them. I just think the system was released with a lot of bugs and there's still a lot they need to work on and a lot to make it fit our needs here and it just yeah, doesn't. Yeah. So, yay, go me. All right. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um I'm going to we were going we're going to talk about the 24-hour <clears throat> event, but let's do our rapid fires first so that we don't run into the clock and miss on rapid fires. So, let's do rapid fires then we'll come back and talk about the 24-hour Diamond Celebration kickoff. So I will go first with Rapid Fire really quick. This one's easy. There is now a sunglass hut on Paradise Pier. This is located um, basically between the corn the Corndog Castle and Goofy Sky School. It used to be a little a little merchandise cart. It's a little, it looks like it's maybe a little bit bigger now and is packed with uh, Ray-Bans and other kinds of, of fashionable, fashionable sunglasses has the sunglass hut name plastered right on it. I asked, oh, it's in the park. Do you get a discount He's like, uh, for annual pass holders? He's like, yes, of course we give an annual pass holder discount. 10%. Eek! So, well, that yeah. matches some of the stores out in downtown Disney. Yeah, exactly. So, so this, is not a, this is not a Disney store where you can get your 20% if you're a premium pass holder. But So that's now open. It's been open about a week there on Paradise Pier. All right, uh, Mary Jo. In addition to all the new shows, they're now they are also doing some interactive um, entertainment with guests. So at Disneyland, they have the Diamond March along up along Main Street USA with the Disneyland band and Disney characters in their sparkling new Diamond Celebration costumes. The cavalcade concludes with a Diamond sing along at Town Square in Disneyland Park. 
In addition to that, the Dapper Dance Quartet will be inviting guests to join them in their diamond sing-alongs while the Straw Hatters back. Ooh, I want to sing. I love to sing. So I, I'm one of those dorky people that go over there and sing with them and at the top of my voice sometimes. So anyway, There's nothing wrong they, with they that. like that at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and the Straw Hatters Band will encourage diamond dance-alongs. And every musical group across Disneyland Resort is incorporating special diamond celebration moments into its shows. And over in California Adventure, of course, everybody knows already about the uh, Mad Tea Party. There's been diamond elements added to it, and I think we'll be talking about that when we um, talk about the in the 24 hours, I guess. And then there's the Dream Along where the Mickey Mouse and the Red Car Newsboys. Uh, Mickey has a new song that he's going to be um incorporating about his vision for the happiest place on earth so a lot of a lot of this i mean it's just like there's so the park is bursting with all of this entertainment and this fun for us it's awesome excellent thank you mary joe michael okay, one of the things that i like to do to keep disney in my life is i wear the clothes that are you know disney related and even at work uh, um, I, you know, I have Disney polo shirts and you know, with little mouse on them, and, you know, things like that. One of the things that I miss, though, is that Disney discontinued its line of dress shirts for men long ago. Well, I don't have to be disappointed any longer <gasps> because Disney is releasing a new line um, of merchandise called 28 and Main, and this is for the discerning gentleman. Oh, Whatever that oh is. that's if that isn't, If that isn't me, I don't know who it is. And I'll just stick the, with my Mickey t-shirts. Yes. And so, anyway, so what this is, is that the artwork is based on, it all, it looks, it's very stylized, because, you know, Disney is really getting into the retro things which I love. I love the mm-hmm. retro design they're doing for like the 60th anniversary. But um, it's very sort of 30s, 40s, and 50s designs. If you go into the Disney gallery, you'll see on, when you walk in on the left wall, they have on an upper shelf, they have some signs that are like old style attraction signs that look like they would have been made in the 30s or 40s. Unfortunately, some of them are for Disney World, but they're part of this collection. Like they have one for the Nautilus, um, I saw one, Walter Elias Disney um, and Company, things like that. Well, that's all from this collection, um, some of these signs. And it gives you an idea for the style of artwork that it's going to be. And so it's going to, um, it's, they're going to be using unique fabrics and washes for many of the items. They're going to use embellishment techniques such as lightweight embroidery, patches and appliques to create items that would be functional and are going to fit great. The look is going to be classic, yet stylish and modern in every sense. So it's going to contain apparel items like short and long sleeve shirts, um, vintage style t-shirts. So Tom, there's something oh, okay, in good, for I'm you. Good. So you're discerning too. Um, hats, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hats and, and more. They're going to have drinkware, D-Tech phone cases and other travel items all in this collection. And it's going to have nods to attraction shop shows, characters, and experiences at all the Disney parks. So, and the name the, of 28 in Maine, it was inspired by Year of Mickey Mouse's debut and the timeless Main Street USA. There's also their logo for this collection is a, a lion with a star. And the lion is reaching towards the star to symbolize Walt Disney's pursuit of his dreams. And they got this lion from the Disney coat of arms. 
that's on mm-hmm. all of the Disney castles. Okay, that's so anyway, seriously so this will cool. Be, yeah, so that'll be this will be rolling out um, later this year. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Nancy. Okay, well, I'm going to walk you guys away from Disney for a change. Um, just because somebody's got to step up for the day sixers. Um, and here we go. So June is, for those of you planning June vacations, there's a lot of stuff going on around the L.A. area. Some free, some cash, some interesting some quirky. So um, let's kind of go down the list. If you aren't joining Tom and company at uh, at Knott's for Coasting for Kids on June 6th, Pasadena is hosting its $5 donation Make Music Pasadena Festival. Um, more than 150 concerts, um, several venues, all kinds of great stuff. Basically, that's really cheap for a ton of bands and a lot of good stuff. There's also the Great Horror Camp Out up in the Old Zoo in Griffith Park. That was horror, right? Horror, yes. <laughs> Basically, this oh. is where you go to experience That's very different. 12 Either one sounds fun. Real life night terror where creatures you've only heard of in legend emerge by the dozens to specifically scare the crap out of you. <laughs> You know, and that that could apply to either thing we were thinking of. I know. Um, there's also um, CatCon LA, which is the self-dubbed Comic Con for cat people. And that is okay. at the LA Mart. I'm off air. We're done. <laughs> the Japanese... Are there comic? Are there cat comic books other than Garfield? If, if my mic wasn't on a stand, I have dropped my mic. You know... It happens. There's some great comments in the Chatterati yes. here. Actually, the creator of Salmon's Cat and Shadmore will be there, so there we go. Um, the Hollywood Fringe Festival is Thursday, June 11th to Sunday, June 28th, so that's running all month. Um, you can hit its web website for creative um, musicals, movies, comedy, just any kind of new, edgy entertainment. Um, we're also, oh, there's global, the global red up meetup day. Steve Martin is playing at the coronet. Um, there are amazingly weird and bizarre things coming in. There was a couple cool ones. Keep Okay. LA pride. Just to let you know, LA pride weekend, Friday, June 12th to June 14th, mostly up in West Hollywood park. So, um, it's got a Lots to do. three hour Sunday parade. So be, be aware if you're up in West Hollywood area, you know, or going to Santa Monica or any of that, um, at the forum, June 12th to June 14th, hello cuties, super cute friendship festival. Yes. But if you want something a little more, you know, sophisticated at the Hollywood bowl is the playboy jazz festival that same weekend, Saturday, June 13th and 14th. Um, and then also the Los Angeles River Ride is going to be on Sunday, June 28th, which is a huge ride for cycling fans. And last but not least, Tom, this is for you, L.A. Beer Week. Woo! Saturday, June 20th to Sunday, June 28th. One week, Saturday, June all the beer. The, for my birthday! Yay! The kickoff okay. party is at Exposition Park, and we've talked about Exposition Park. That's where the California Science Center is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 
tons and tons. So if you're planning on going to the Science Center that first weekend, June 20th, um, I would say be aware that there may be a large quantity of very um, imbibed people around you. So those are some things to look out for and maybe possibly go and enjoy happening all throughout the Los Angeles area on your day six adventure. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Okay, day six. You can also go to Legoland. And now Woo-hoo. open is Heart Lake City. Take me down to Heart Lake City oh, no. like Guns N' Roses. Um, no, yes. don't do that. Okay. Don't do that joke again. Okay, again? I did it twice. Oh, yes. I, I said it last time? <laughs> Obviously, my, uh-huh. yep. I've got... Yes. Well, he tests his material out on us. No, I don't. I just remember. <laughs> I just that's. I'm going to do that. Anytime city, that's the joke. Okay. So okay. Lego Friends, Heart Lake City invites you to dance and sing along at Friends Forever stage. For those of you that don't know, it's the purple and pink girl-themed Legos. Uh, and so Legoland has their own little land now built inside Heart Lake Stables and go for a horseback ride on the 60-horse carousel at Mia's Riding Camp. You can also satisfy your sweet tooth at City Park Crepery with freshly made crepes before splashing about in the Heart Lake Fountain. It is based on one of Lego Group's hottest toy lines, Lego Friends, which focuses Go on the horseback li- riding. Yeah, uh, lives and personalities of five girls: Mia, Olivia, Andrea, Stephanie, and Emma. The new area yeah. invites guests to sing along with Andrea at her tour bus. Stroll through Lego horse stables, enjoy a building activity at one of the Lego brick tables, and go for a horseback ride on the carousel. The adventures are endless for guests as they enjoy living like Lego friends for a day in Heart Lake City. It's open yep. now. My living room has lived in Heart Lake City for quite a long time, so this will be, I'm sure, thrilling for my kids. Have I made a reference to Guns N' Roses about Heart Lake City yet? Yeah. We kind of figured out. Not not this minute. Would you like me to add on that I got married to Disneyland while we're at it? We're getting it. You're getting there with that one, Tony. (laughs) And you know what? The food is fresh. Yes, it is. (laughs) Carnitas. Uh, (laughs) Yay for the Carnitas reference. Everybody take that shot now. That's that's from like the first show ever. Well, it's okay. (laughs) I think that was the, the Tortilla Joe's. Yep. Yeah. Was Tony and I have to keep it real. <laughs> the very, very first shows. So that goes way, way, way back. Legos and um, crepes equals magical, Mister. All right, Anderson. so we've got we've got about we've got a few minutes to talk about now. In the next show, or in the yeah, in the next show, we're going to talk about all of the the stuff about the Diamond Celebration. But let's talk for a minute about the actual logistics of the twenty four hour event. Now, I was not able to go, but Mary Jo and Michael were there. How was getting in to the event? <laughs> I'll go first, Michael, because you, you had the issue. Um, Leslie and I left our hotel. We stayed at the, we were at the Disneyland Hotel, and so we were able to walk up and walk right in. We The, the park was already crowded. They opened the doors at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. We got there about 5.15, and we were at the Opera House. And Michael, what time did you get there? I got there probably around five thirty, and they had closed the gates, and they had it. It looked like you know, they just had super long lines um, out in the Esplanade, and by six o'clock, when it was ready, you know, when it was everything was supposed to open, you couldn't move in the Esplanade. It was just totally filled with people. Wow. Um, now, was there some kind of opening ceremony or anything like that? Mary Jo, did, were you able to catch it or 
you were too far away. All I saw were the fireworks. I was too far away to see it. It was down down at the hub. Um, I believe okay. Craig made his way down there, so there's probably yeah. pictures. Yeah. Um, on it, yeah. but um, I was I was since I was at Opera House, all we saw heard was the music and the mm-hmm. fireworks going off in the sky, and I did get pictures of that, and so, everybody was so excited. Did you get the free ears, or was that long gone? That was long gone by the time okay. that we got there. So, so that was the only benefit of staying up all night is you got the ears, whereas you got there at five o'clock and you were still able to get in. Right. People. Okay. Who, pe- now people had been standing in line since four p.m. the day before. And oh, I know. I don't know about. Yeah. That's what I had heard. Um, when we left at ten p.m., there was. It looked like the park was opening for the next day already. There were so many people mm-hmm. coming in to, yeah. to uh, through back check. Yeah, I, I left at like eleven thirty, and both sides of the of the um, tram area on the on the east side were had lines going on it. Um, now, how how was it throughout the day? When it it was just basically you had to just we moved from line to line. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was. I it mean, was e- <coughs> go ahead, Michael. Well, no, I mean, I was amazed by the lines. It was, I mean, the line at Starbucks was like practically up to the train station. The, um, I mean, the lines for the simplest things were, were enormous. When um, we you know, first went there, we went to the, um, Disney showcase store, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Shop that's on the, le- on the right hand side as you're walking into Main Street. Right. And they had a line of people going in. There, what happened is everybody rushed in and overwhelmed. The cast members, nobody could move in the store. Because that's so where a lot they, a lot of the merchandise is. Right. That's where a lot of merchandise is. So what they did is they closed all the doors except for one at one end on the right side where you could go in and one um, going out through the magic shop. And even then it was still kind of crowded. And um, we got in in the line. And then by the time, Michael, I think you made it there probably almost 20 minutes after Leslie and I got in to the to the store. And then we went to, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, Jolly Holiday. The, the the lines were just long for everything. We ended up going to the Matterhorn first off, I believe. No, we went we, we, we went from shop to shop looking for merchandise. And a huge shout out to Luella, mm-hmm. who went above and beyond for all of us and got us some um, annual pass pins, um, limited edition pins. So thank you again, Luella for doing that for us but um then we went on the matterhorn and oh it was great did, were, did anybody try any of the special treats that were only available that day chicken and waffles how was it craig was raving about it but i don't you know you know how everything i said about chicken and waffles or that right you know what y- you gotta love breakfast and dinner all on one <laughs> right <plate>. exactly <laughs> So yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was, it, was, it, was, it was just the regular, had, regular, regular chicken and Mickey waffles, right? That's right. That's okay. all it was. Yeah, okay. And I had syrup on my waffles that all got mixed up on the chicken. And you know, that was very tasty. And then I, and Craig suggested I get a, um, a, a little side of gravy and I put that on the chicken. It was great. Got on the waffles. I didn't care. You know, <laughs> so I, nice. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a convert. I really enjoyed nice. it. Nice. Yes. All right, so middle of the day, the park closed, I guess, something like that, right? Three yeah. o'clock? Yep. No, yeah. it was like one, one, one o'clock. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then it was just chaos from then on. Um, did you ex- did you guys feel any of that inside the park? 
I think it, I think it was super crowded in all the traditional places, okay. you know, New Orleans Square, right. Fantasyland, and all that. But it didn't seem overly packed to me, <laughs> except that you know the lines, you know, like Jolly Holiday, it went snake <coughs> through Adventureland. Um, they there were additional. Uh, I mean the 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 Matterhorn line, you know, quadrupled back on itself. Right, right. And, you know, it was things like that. But I went in fearing the worst, and I, and I got what I feared. So it was like, so it didn't bother me, you know, all that much. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what we started doing in the afternoon, we just went to, like, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, you know, Mickey and the Magical Map, you know, things like that. We got fast passes for some... You know, uh, an attraction or right, two, right. and the wait for them—it was like another hour before we had, before our fast pass was due. So, um, so if you knew how to work it, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't terrible. But really, if you if you you really had to plan your meals because you knew you were going to wait for quite a while. Right, right. Quite a while was like a couple of hours, and something new that they did too—it seemed like every stand had a different popcorn bucket. And people's agenda mm-hmm. were to collect as many popcorn, different popcorn buckets as they can. And um, I was just reminded, it, there was like an hour and a half wait for the popcorn buckets. For pop, yeah, for popcorn. Wow. Yeah. The, the wow. lines were outrageous. Michael was able, it didn't take you that long to get your Frontierland one. The no, no, the, no, no, they have a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train popcorn bucket in Frontierland. But you know what? It becomes Disneyland's when you slap Disneyland 60 on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that there wasn't there wasn't a bad line for that, but for the balloon popcorn buckets, the you know, they're yeah. red, blue, and purple. People wanted all three. What really got us was I waited a while. Craig and I waited a while for the purple one, for the red one, because that's my favorite color. And that's when Dina found us in that line, and then when we went over to California Adventure to get our three o'clock fat three a.m. Fast passes world of color. There was probably a five minute wait for that same oh. popcorn bucket over in the Grizzly River airfield um, area. So, um, because at that time, d- d- um, Disney California Adventure wasn't as crowded as Disneyland, and and then the world went upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm not entirely sure what happened. Um, Craig went back to the hotel to take a nap and was going to join me for the 3 a.m. World of Color. I never saw him again. And uh, because they, cl- they closed down everything, they, they decided not to allow um, anybody back into Disneyland. And they, they stopped selling alcohol three hours early at California Adventure. So all those mad tea party people, well, the mad must have been the operating word. Over there. Holy jeez! And then, yeah. and then they shut down the security um, checkpoints. All right, one last question: so Would you would you do it again? Yes. Yeah, I probably would. All right, cool. Because right. we're Disney, total Disney fans. Yeah, exactly. So of course. We All right, we're gonna have to leave it there. Thank you, folks. That is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week, and of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.